Hello, and welcome to another episode of Life of the Lost. Sam. And I'm Megan. And on this week's episode... We're talking about behavioral issues and emotional... I was going to say emotional damage. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, emotional issues. From Optis. Uh, mm-hmm. um, so we're looking at this site, and it is from Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. And the first thing that it says is, children who are adopted may have behavioral issues such as violent tantrums. That's the first one. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. had a lot of times where I was really emotional and I didn't know how to express it and I just was so angry and frustrated all the time and I when I was a few years old even as far back as I can remember I would bang my head on the floor uh, because I just couldn't explain my feelings and it was rough. She tried to soothe me by hugging me and telling me everything's okay and um, asked me what was wrong, but I just couldn't really explain myself. And it was a really intense and traumatic experience, definitely. So that was when you were, you said, a few years old? Yeah. Did that go into later in life? Yeah. Uh, different ways of expressing my feelings. I kind of withdrew a little, and then it imploded when I was a teenager. I was just acting out and being depressed, struggled with sadness and anger, Uh, but that was kind of into the acting out part. How about you? Did you uh, struggle with uh, any of those? Uh, I think when I was more of a teenager, it was, I guess the violent outbursts were me like punching walls or kneeing. Kneeing cabinets or doors, slamming doors, breaking things, punching glass. So counterintuitive. But I think that was mostly the, the lashing out. And I still kind of feel like the, the need to do that sometimes. But I lifting weights has been helping a lot. Like just putting a aggression towards something like that. or it, it helps a bit. Yeah, I don't know. I definitely argue against not doing that against not being destructive Uh, i think as a creator you need those moments those are moments of growth when you're so angry you just want to break something i think there was a time once where i was just so angry i smashed my guitar on the floor and but it made me feel better because i capitalized on my my anger but what about like the aftermath because then you don't have a guitar but or that's, that I realized that I had multiple guitars at that point, so... You thought about it before you did yeah. it. Yeah. I guess with breaking things is another thing. It's When you're in a house, I feel like, too, like, I was in a house. I could do that. I feel like I can't break things. I mean, I could, but other people live around here, like, when you're in an apartment, I guess. And another thing is, I always want to punch things sometimes, but I'm like, I could only punch with my left hand. I just saw this really funny um, TikTok the other day, and somebody was 
it was like a construction worker or something and he was going he was getting really pissed off and so he had a hammer in his right hand he's about to throw it and then his friend said no left-handed anger and so he takes his left hand and he just tosses it like you know it's obviously not his strong hand and I was just thinking about that because as much as I want to punch something I feel like that's my right hand is my money maker like it helps me design it's the only hand I use or my dominant hand I guess so that stops me every time yeah I I think mine is never really destructive like that but it's in terms of using my body as a means to you know hurt yeah I definitely would take something heavy like perfect example this mm. and and kind of throw it on the wall or something yeah um when i was younger i would do things kind of more stupid like the example that you were given which is uh then you don't have that thing anymore yeah. so i i would do that sometimes with video games like a controller mm. i would fling it across the 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 uh, room and it would just break on the wall but I think one of the reasons why I did that with that was because it wasn't working. And so I just threw it. It reminds me of that time where I was in New York and I had called you and for some reason our cell phones weren't like connecting very well. And it was on your, yeah, it was cell phone to cell phone and you chucked your phone and you broke it. And then you called me off your home phone. Yeah. Yeah, it's a perfect example. But I definitely, which you know what's funny about that when I think about it there are such few times that I actually regretted it that I honestly don't even remember mm. and the times that I did feel badly per se it was for instance maybe that phone example mm -hmm. I can distinctly remember the only thought in my mind was guess you don't have a phone now it wasn't like stupid 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 how could I do that yeah. not like that it yeah. was just like that's what happens yeah do you feel better yeah <laughs> i kind of do <laughs> you know so that's kind of the uh moral moral is i'm definitely an advocate of that because i feel like there's a few times where i did that and because i would get so angry actually more specifically to, to go back to your point about you taking it out on kind of yourself by punching something mm -hmm. i would punch my hand because like hand just like this yeah i would put my hand on my fist on my leg and i would just no way punch it like that because i was upset at my fingers for not stretching hard for wide enough because i was playing guitar and and that's i was like stupid <laughs> but that was in my high school days um but then i and then right after then i was i would say you feel that good again Let's go. Let you know, and I'd go back to my guitar. Did that, that make it any it. better? It did. I felt more validated. Uh -huh. Like I was very hard on myself. Yeah. You just, like I was like, you stupid fuck. You oh, can do Jesus. fucking better. You know you can do fucking better. That's how I think to myself. Yeah. And I'd be like, yeah, you're right. Fuck, I can. So fucking do it. Fine, I will. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> and I would sit there for like five more hours and just doodle with the shit. That's wild. Yeah. But I mean, um, if it works, it works. Yeah, so I guess I've never had that like self-destructive 
regret of being hard on myself and forcing and then making me actually depressed because I'm hard on myself. You know, it's definitely like the Mamba mentality, how Tom Brady is, how Mike Tyson is, how David Goggins is, where it's you get angry, but you, it just makes you work harder. It's mm -hmm. not, you know, it doesn't burn you out. Yeah. Um, or you like self-loathe after it. Yeah, where you're just... I hate myself. I'm not good enough. I'll yeah. never be good enough. It's more like, I'm going to show them. I'm going to be the best. It doesn't, I hope that they think that I'm not going to be the best because I'm going to be the best, you know? Yeah. It, that's how it feels when uh, I hate on myself. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's no, weird. I think that's it's a contradicting. Good, that's a good way, though. Yeah. If there has to be a way, that's a good one. Because I think when I would hit something, it was so stupid because I remember... One of the last things I hit, or yeah, was a glass pane. It was a rectangle. It was glass, and I had created it in college, and it was really beautiful. It was these three illustrations, and I painted behind it. And I remember it was probably one of my favorite pieces ever. But I was just so angry that I broke it. And obviously that's... It, it came with so much regret afterwards. Like, I obviously still remember it. And I didn't feel good about it at all. Like, not even in the moment. It's just, like, I can't remember not regretting every time I punched a hole in the wall or need something. I need my mom's cupboard. And every time I come home, I still see that mark. It's still, like, a reflection because it didn't completely go through, but it made this giant, I don't know mark kind of indent so you can see it when the sun hits it perfectly and it's just like damn why did i do that it's not even mine like yeah hmm yeah i i definitely think that that's uh I'm trying to find the words to describe it i'm going for a computer term it's a different way of processing mm -hmm. your mind is it was never <laughs> very to, like, different but it was never to um, going back to what you just said about how you're able to take that thought and so here, here's the thought it's going this way and it's like I'm angry but I'm going to turn right and do kind of like the, the right thing or push it into something that helps me move forward where I would feel the anger but I'd go left left being not in a good way I wasn't able to take that emotion and turn it into anything good because then I just sat in self loathing and I could not get out of that feeling mm. until I was somehow talked out of it but I never got myself out of it it was my mom coming in or my dad coming in my mom would sit with me for hours trying to talk through it and I would just be so angry and I would get so angry at her until I hurt her like emotionally and Jesus. like watched her cry and then I felt better how sick is that? And then if my dad got upset, he would scream at me and he'd make me feel like shit. But I would be able to justify why he's a piece of shit, you know, in my head when I was a kid. Therefore, that emotion, that negative emotion still was negative, but it went to other places that just created this negativity, this justification within the negativity. Like, I'm this way because of this or because of that. It was never, and it just never got put into the right place, places. Hmm. Yeah, it's, um, 
just hearing you talk about that gives me a huge anxiety in the sense of just seeing somebody live inside of a box of their mind yeah, it's no no disrespect no, to you at all i just horrible. just thinking about not being able to get out of something feeling is just very on your own is just very very scary but that's where the shitty thing from that comes from there's no self-validation in anything it's getting validation from other people all the time and if you don't get that then you don't feel good enough what do you mean it leads to it leads to where you don't even think you're good enough for anything and you can't talk yourself into being like oh no i'm great i'm good but that's or, really interesting because if you're talking about validation i never got the validation that i received from my mom about the things that i loved but you were able to don't you think you were able to kind of like find that internally though you were able to kind of like hype yourself up in a certain way you didn't rely on her validation to do those things or or did you but i did because uh, her her validation was the one thing that i drove me her non-validating me my the things i viewed as life made me angry and pursued it even harder which is interesting because it's the same thing with you but you didn't per se as as proactive as maybe someone like me yeah which is interesting. I mean, there's. I don't have a. <laughs> I don't have a answer for that. It's just different. I unique. I don't know. Parallel. You know. Yeah, I guess it just. Looking back at it, it wasn't proactive at all. It wasn't productive. There wasn't anything that came from it other than knowing. Other than knowing how to now, kind of turn. A different knowing how to approach things differently when it comes to Maya, I guess that's how I'm able to make myself feel like I can use these things for the better because it is really sad. It is really depressing. It is really anxiety ridden. Looking back, feeling, knowing that I was trapping myself, knowing that I didn't have any well, kind of keys out. And here's the thing too, that I'm going to maybe now that you're talking about it, and <laughs> I don't have I don't have anything else than past experience and a freaking hunch. <laughs> Where when when I say I'm going to take a step back with structure with her in the sense of discipline, I'm going to tell her things that she should do, and I'm going to really be meaningful and I'm going to be truthful. But by no means am I going to crack down on her the way that I have done. And the way that my mom didn't do. Because I feel as though the one thing that I loved about my mom is that she did tell me these things. What would be an example? Uh, I don't... Uh, I was brushing my teeth. When I was a kid, I didn't brush my teeth as much as I should have. And I got a ton of cavities. And she would always say, you know, you should brush your teeth. And I never really would. She wouldn't ever say, well, if you don't brush your teeth, you know, you're seriously going to get in trouble. Like, you know, like, I didn't feel that animosity. It was just like, Sam, you really should brush your teeth. Really. But it's not like you didn't, though. She would just make it more convenient for you. Like, you said she would bring over, like, a Oh yeah, <laughs> a thing for you to spit. That in, was and water. sometimes. So it wasn't as often as maybe it's talked about. Yeah, but it was. I guess she she 
she kind of fought her own battles in that kind of way where she was like, okay, well, I'm not, she obviously knows that you kind of have, at the time when you were a kid, you were a little bit more rebellious to things. So if she can make it a little bit easier, how can she do that? And by helping you kind of do that. But what made you brush your teeth then? Not wanting to go to the dentist anymore. Uh, and learning from my consequences instead of somebody telling me this is what's going to happen. There's nothing, not a better teacher than experience, which is kind of why I think sometimes when you're, I notice I don't say anything, you know, for the sake of the dynamic, but I notice that sometimes you can con control my a little bit for your own benefit in terms of structure wise. Understandable. Like teeth, I tell no, her, meaning, like, meaning if you don't go to sleep, uh -oh. it's going to be harder for you in the morning, per se, as well as it will be for her. But it's a mutual understanding, which is what creates the need of structure, wow. which is totally understandable. Yeah. But my mom, just going back to me growing up and my mom saying you should get some sleep because you're, you're going to have to wake up in the morning early. For some reason, I felt as though I listened to her, but I didn't at the same time. And whether or not I was tired or not, I still ended up getting up and going. And to think about what if we weren't as hard on her for some things and things still ended up getting done. Mm. You know, what if she yeah. was able to say, I don't know. I get I worried about go, um go to sleep. With okay. that example, I get worried about her not being able to focus or learn in class too. No, like, I... It's, Your it's reasoning shitty. isn't as simple as I'm making it. Yeah, and I but think I, yeah, like it's it's like a battle, all always, like not always like the well, amount it always, of time, it's always but it's a, a battle with which direction you go. Such as going back to the teeth thing. When I was younger, I didn't. I was always told I had a hard time with brushing teeth too. I just didn't want to. I prefer do like not battle, more like a complex path making decision because i feel battle is like a fight it's not really a fight per se it's about how can we how can we give and take it's a very sp specific complex formula of give and takes for we're using what you're about to use is yeah. the toothbrush example like yeah. how can i let her know the consequences maybe do a little better than my mom and dad with me right but also something different that I've never experienced because she was never grew up the way I did. Yeah. Which is something I don't even know. It's just an experiment. That's the whole thing. Yeah. You're just flying blindly here into the wind and hoping that it takes and yeah. For, yeah. I, yeah. So I guess like for her sometimes like I just sometimes I feel like maybe we can morph into a, a more dynamic upgraded version of how we do things here knowing that she gets possibly more discipline than she'll ever get here somewhere else yeah. half of her life and knowing that as mature understandable growing people how can we give her the opposite even if we don't necessarily want to at certain times, how can we be a good cop if there's a bad cop? We can't both be bad cops. Yeah. We got to balance it out. And for the sake of 
like we were just talking about earlier um with the or, or the pre so we had uh tried to do this podcast once prior but we had some technical difficulties but we were talking about a topic i guess that we will talk about in a little bit which is what was that sensory no the other one violent tantrums no the third one oh oppositional behaviors yes to think more like oppositional behaviors where her mom is doing one thing so we need to do the other we can't both be doing the same thing because it doesn't it yeah. doesn't work for her and right who are we you know and who who are what are we trying to do what's the goal when you ask yourself what kind of person you want to be, how do you want to be remembered? Do you want to be remembered as the simple-minded person who's kind of all in their feelings and only thinks kind of selfishly for them? Mm -hmm. Or do you want to think of, you know, that like with the kids on the swing that we talked about last podcast, mm -hmm. with their limitations and their perception of the world is smaller than yours and you can see outside their box but it is not a view that you can explain to them the way that you see it because you'll offend them and you'll come off being arrogant and you don't want to be perceived as a mean person and that is a pretty mean thing to do unfortunately even if it is the truth it still is hurtful to somebody else saying that but to take that internally and to say, okay, well, if they are going to be this person to this per to to this child, how can I fill in the gaps, knowing that I have the responsibility of seeing bigger than them, mm -hmm. can seeing more emotionally solid than they are, mm -hmm. and can and can see into the future a little bit based on how things are progressing now, based on your past experiences and your self-reflection on yourself and who you are and the growth that you've made. How can we change this? How can we work with what we got with what the cards are dealt, you know? Yeah. For better, for worse, for your own, for your own interests at times. Yeah. Cause I, mean, I think it's so, so much easier to just say, um, which is just something interesting that's been happening lately. I'll ask my, while we're on the topic of brushing teeth or, you know, cleaning room, she'll be like, no, I'm not gonna. And I used to get so upset and I'd just look at her and give her a look. But the last time she said it was the last time she was here. I think it was this weekend and uh, this past weekend. She's like, no, Annie. I said, no, I'm not going to. But she was kind of like smiling about it. And I just went to the bathroom and kind of shut the door. I had to go to the bathroom anyways, but I was like, I'm just trying to calm myself down because that is so in my head and in that moment i'm thinking that is so disrespectful but i'm also just trying to kind of pick up where i feel and i could be wrong i feel like her mom doesn't let her have that control in that sense and so i know maya is trying to push my buttons because she knows me and i know before that's bothered me so i'm trying to show her also that I'm not going to get angry because I don't, I also don't want to have fear control her behavior based on my anger. So I just let it go. And when I came outside, I didn't say anything and she was cleaning up her room. And it's so hard 
to bite my tongue when I feel like I'm, I, I want to just be super snappy and just say like, what did you say to me? You know, but it's, I'm getting there. It was like the other day too when she, in New York City there's always scaffolding. She loves to jump up on the scaffolding and hang and go crazy and sit up there and I don't like that. I get so scared. She's going to fall and bang her head or something. And I used to tell her like, please don't do that. Like, don't do that. I don't want to see you doing that. And now I'm just, I bite like my inner cheeks and I'm just letting her do that. And if she falls, then she falls and learns, hoping and praying that nothing bad happens, but just letting that happen. Or one time she was putting stickers on a parking meter. We went to Trader Joe's and she had this whole roll roll of stickers. And she was looking at me, seeing if I was going to get mad or something. And I felt like she knew I was getting angry. And I was getting angry because I didn't, for one, I didn't want her to get in trouble for somebody to say something. And for two, I was like, God, just don't do that. Just don't do that. Like, you know better. But then I just sat there and I just smiled at her. And I just looked the other way and then looked down at my phone and I look back up and she's taking them off. So it's kind of a scary thing of, of also trusting because in all of those moments, not only am I trying to take you know, pieces of thoughts from you and try to enter those into my brain and try to keep calm in those situations, but I have to learn to just trust that she's also, she's not an idiot. Like she knows. So yeah, that's... I guess my two sons. Yeah, it's interesting, you know, how you don't like being controlled <laughs> and she doesn't either. And how you'd find it disrespectful that somebody says no to you. You find it so convicting when you say no to somebody else when they're trying to control you. Which goes into this is op- another point was oppositional behaviors. Yeah, I guess that's. I felt when I was a kid so justified in saying no so fast where I didn't even know what I was saying no to if you were telling me to not do something like I just it just makes me want to do it it's just this craving of like I, I'm gonna do it now yeah it's toxic yeah <laughs> yeah I don't I don't no I guess I always felt like any decision or any kind of topic I had on on a subject uh, I always agreed with because I felt like agreeing with it. Um, then the majority agrees with it. You wanted to have the opinion like of the underdog? But it wasn't intentional, which is so interesting. You kind of just gravitated towards that? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I remember when I was... Uh, I'm just trying to think of any topics that I did like. Did you thrive off a of conflict at all when you were a kid? growing up at all maybe Uh, but i but in my own way the only times that i could think of having like different opinions than somebody else is uh i remember when i was a teenager i I kind of brought up to the table at a dinner once uh, with my family about uh, joining the army when i joined the marines and uh, but there were such big anti-war people at the table there saying why would 
oh, how could you do that? And in my mind, I just, I don't know, because I think that what they do is pretty cool. You know, and growing up, I've watched war movies and action movies, and I so desperately want to dress like these guys, and obviously these guys mimic the actual real-life Marines and Special Forces dudes, so that's what I enjoyed about it. Um, Leaving that table, though, did you feel like you still wanted to do it, or do you feel like you were talked out of it? Um, I still wanted to do it until I realized that it would interfere with another passion of mine. So it wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, because they said it, I, I'm going to do it or I'm not going to do it. Uh. It was So it's interesting because I guess I'm very much too on what works best for me. I guess another example would be, I don't know, political uh, affiliate. But if you break those specific things down on why I believe what I believe, these ideas matter to me. Yeah, I suppose. But you would like fi- you would fight a fight that you never even had conviction towards. You just wanted you just uh, disagreed with them because they didn't uh, they just didn't because pick they had that an opinion side. that wasn't mine. Or just any opinion that wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Which <laughs> is interesting because therefore how could, if, I'm trying to, I guess what I was trying to bring up before is that any topic that I felt I could fight, I knew I could fight because I had facts behind it, because I already felt certain ways about it, which is why I'm going to say what I'm going to say. Not not in the sense of so blankly, I'm just gonna deject into, I believe there's no God, because why? I don't know, because he doesn't exist, you know? Mm-hmm. Or I, I, you know, like the topic I was bringing up about, you know, World War II and Nazi Germany and doing all these, you know, um, investigations into these relics that were very myths and fairy tales of the past, like looking into Atlantis, like looking into um, the Spear of Destiny, the the spear that pierced, apparently pierced Jesus Christ's um, chest, the first one, and got lost in, uh, throughout time. So things like that, you know, having those, yeah. Behind it. Or, or a sense of... Uh, knowledge and yeah. it doesn't have to be facts but to know where you stand and to, and to be, be able, able to present to it. Debate it and yeah present, yeah so because i guess but that also goes into who i was as a person too and who i still am which is somebody who isn't just blindly just to interject himself into a room mm-hmm. i wait by the back i study i see who i like i hear conversations i see where i can speak up and get involved and i see where i can't mm-hmm. but before i get involved i i get a you know it's like foreplay <laughs> i i get a you know let me get a little taste let's see what let me see what i'm working with here <laughs> let me see the 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 intelligence level you know yeah. like what what kind of what kind of talk we have in mm-hmm. we haven't like oh what what's the sunday weather like or you know what i love crocheting or i don't know or are we talking about you know deep philosophical questions on how you break down the ideas of of god or or of parenting styles you know what do you make of the political spectrum in in europe right now you know i don't know stuff like that um, how do you EQ a fucking, you know, if you're talking to anything music, I'm okay. Whoa, cool. I like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but if they're talking about household or, or wood craftsmanship, I don't know a thing. I'm going to sit back and let this conversation rock yeah. until I can find an analogy or a comparison somewhere. Yeah. And I can put that in and show that, uh, 
that I, you have somewhat of knowledge behind it. Or yeah, or that I can be involved even with that. And so I don't know, but the next one is sensory issues and times of either stress or excitement. Yeah, I feel like as a lot of people know that I'm very oil phobic. I hate oil. I always have. Is there have. a name for that actually? That's interesting. You should look that up. Fear of oil. Bophobia? No way. No, 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 no. That's like lipophobia is a fear of fats. Triggered after knowing fats can cause fear of oil. Eliophobia is the fear of oil or grease, mm -hmm. depending on the person. Wait. I don't know how to say it. E L A I O P phobia. I don't know. Eliophobia. What does it say, though? It's say. Oh, I just said it is the fear of oil or grease. Nothing else? I mean, oh. it says the. It's here. I'll. Depending on the person, the phobia can be linked to lipophobia, which is the fear of fats. But they they have a picture of when you say oil. Fats. They have a picture of literal oil. But yours is more like personal oil, not so cooking it's, but oil. But it's grease. But you also Let's just don't say like grease. grease too. Let's just say grease, because okay. grease is a form of oil. Fear of grease. What is the fear of grease that comes up that? Touching oil, oily things, including food or with one's hands, is called my What is your height? Oh. I wonder how I'd feel if I met somebody else with that. Trust me, I have it, and it's so discomforting. The thought of oil on my hair scares the shit out of me. It sounds like OCD. Yeah, it is. A fear of contamination from these things. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like the, the fear of being... You don't... You don't mind, you don't like being touched. Like you hate when Maya has greasy hands after pizza and she knows this. So then she'll try to come up to you and she'll be like, dad, and she'll put her hands in your face. But she, we all know she's not going to do it. No, or she does it. And I say, go wash your hands. She already did. Oh, yeah. So she's yeah. messing with me. Yeah. That drives you nuts. Or yeah, you're interchanging sheets, yeah. bed sheets a lot or... But I think we've we've come up with a good solution. I feel like with hands, you get these little, what are those called? The little alcohol swabs. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's helped you a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely has. Definitely, you know. You know I, I think there's a, a bunch of reasons why I'm kind of living with it easier and or kind of like fighting against it and too is, uh, you know, just taking care of my my face, being, you know, making sure it's not, dehydrated which unfortunately you know it's inevitable you have to get oil on it of some sort um trying to keep my hair maintained that obviously is needs to be oily a certain and amount of oil is you know important so you know whether i like it or not you know other parts of my anxiety have pushed against it to have some balance but yeah yeah it'll get there yeah with time it'll get better but i think my only kind of ocd or kind of phobia it would be cleaning just making sure things are clean or not being able to have uh, like messy things around me while i work just trying to focus but like i said earlier i'm not sure if that's because i i'm trying to avoid what i'm supposed to be doing i think it might the be need i need to clean maybe a little both yeah but you're 
I think just trying to maybe know that you're going to be doing this for a minute. So best to just get in the right mindset so you could just plow through it. Yeah. And I think the last, oh no, did I just, the last three I feel like are, or the next one is aggression, but I feel like that's the, goes in hand in hand with the violent tantrums per se yeah. and uh, depression and anxiety and i think that's very obvious yeah i mean definitely get i have uh, anxiety about a lot of things but i uh, i think one of your main ones recently that i'm noticing is social anxiety which yeah. i've never really seen i guess i don't i've never noticed it as much as i am now Sometimes with work or sometimes I'm not, when I go out. I'm not hanging out with a lot of people as much as I used to. Yeah. I'm not being forced into settings where I don't relate to anybody and I'm have to. Yeah. Ultimately to find relatable factors it takes experience. And if you don't consistently do that, you're not going to be as second nature to just do that. And I think also just becoming smarter is definitely something that has been very painful. It's not easy to try and learn. Uh, it's a process, but ultimately when you do, you start looking at the world differently, start understanding the world a little bit differently. The world becomes a little bit smaller. Um, as you start to get older, you start to realize that people aren't as different as you once assumed that they were tendencies are not these random occurrences but they are tendencies right people you know there isn't a billion personality traits they're very it's just you know all the traits you just don't know which one somebody has or somebody doesn't have and the older i'm getting the more i'm realizing and picking up of on these things and i'm not like your grandma i'm not a bullshitter i'm I'll call it how it is. I'll say it how it is. I might not say it to their face, but I'll say it to you. And through experience of trial and, and trial and errors of explaining certain things and seeing the amount of things that comes to fruition in terms of whether I was kind of on the ball or not, the average is, is that I'm pretty much on the ball a lot. Mm -hmm. It's not something I really take pride in, although I use it as a source of self-validation and comfort knowing that you know this mm -hmm. you know that you like your feeling was right your yeah your gut you know the thing that your internal compass guided you into you know i'm, I'm being very vague because obviously guided you in the right direction right. and although you couldn't prove it it ended up turning out to be proved um through new information that you've acquired throughout your experience with somebody or in a, a situation. Yeah. So I think that that's something I've never really experienced with either. And believe it or not, that's also, I take a lot of who I am as a relatability to other people. I know how I'd, re which is interesting. I don't think I've ever really told you this subconsciously. I know how I'd react if I wasn't me and I was them. And that's how I can kind of get to that mindset too, of like how they would or how they are reacting to me or how, why uh, they would react to me is because I would feel very similar if I was in their shoes. So I, 
um, even beknownst to me, I subconsciously play out that simulation in my head mm. internally to ultimately get me to the reasoning why they would That's ultimately. That's a lot of thinking. But I'm not even thinking it, which is even crazy. It's, it's coming not, natural? It's just natural. Natural, like, you know, reading somebody. And I think maybe all that experience and even more experience of just reading a room, it's just through however many years I've been alive, I've... I've actually really refined that skill a lot more refined than I even give myself credit for, weirdly enough, which is interesting. And a lot of it, too, is that as I get older, I'm definitely more, it comes with, I'm a lot more selective of who I want to talk to. If I see somebody isn't in the time in their life that I am in or in the right mindset that I'm in, I'm not as emotionally inclined to kind of gravitate towards you in but that could be completely voided if i actually could just get along with you right on a you know spiritual mind-to-mind -mind level like if we just vibe then it doesn't matter what you're into or you know <laughs> or what Where phase you're, you're in your life like i'll vibe with you but right. but if I'm I'm like just that little bit less of like bullshitting. I'm not gonna, you know, if I, you know, I find yeah. myself like more and more with you. Like I don't even know what to say to to them, because <laughs> it's not like I can bullshit as much. I just like I guess maybe because I'm trying to like take on so much learning and trying to, you know, grow and get more finite in these certain s s fields that I'm trying to do. It's there's just so much computing power that I'm just I can't even role play that anymore. I'm just right. like cool. Can we get you know what are, what are we doing here yeah you know, can we, you know so um but yeah i just do my best try and try and soak up as much information about anything and everything like right now i don't know why but i'm just so interested in recently like diseases and shit like mad cow disease in england how it started um, I, I was having a conversation with Maya about that because you were kind of downloading me on information. And then on, her, on one of her last days of camp, you're we walking and we were talking about that. It was just really funny. And I was like, I wonder if she's going to talk about this at camp, like mad cow disease and how it happened and how cows are eating cows. And it's kind of like, <laughs> she's like, humans were eating humans. And I was like, no, it's not that. But I mean, kind of like that, but with cows and yeah, just picturing how she would have these conversations with her friends or if they would bring that up with their parents and be like, where'd you hear from this? Like, but it's good. The more you know. But it's a work in progress with being more social. I feel like as I continue down this road of enlightenment with the my personal passions and ventures, it will ultimately lead me down a road of meeting a lot new more new people and needing to refine that skill ultimately which i'll trade it right you get better at one thing you're able to do it more secondhand nature the learning kind of stops in that sense another learning begins enabling you to learn to, you know to be learn how to be social again in that setting so mm -hmm. you know things can only get up yep so maybe with that being said i think we'll up. bring it to a close yeah but yeah, thanks again if you're tuning in this far into the video. I uh, appreciate you. Sticking through with us. Yep. Even though we're very exhausted. Yep. And if you have anything that you want to say, feel free to drop it in the comment section. 
We'll see you next week.